European Union's 350 million euros pledge towards sustainable food production in Africa and World Bank approves over 300 million dollars for pasture economies. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. The European Union has pledged an additional 600 million euros to help vulnerable African and other nations weather a food security crisis worsened by Russia's war on Ukraine. The EU food funds include 150 million euros in humanitarian assistance for African, Caribbean and Pacific nations and 350 million euros to boost sustainable food production in the longer term. With the Russia-Ukraine war still ongoing, the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization has projected that up to 181 million people in 41 countries could face a food crisis or worse level of hunger this year. A call dog managing a partner at Oras Consulting joins us for this episode. How crucial is the 350 million euros in boosting long-term sustainable food production? The European Union and developmental partners in the developing world, uh, including the United States, Canada, Australia and uh, UK have been providing developmental assistance and humanitarian assistance for African, Caribbean and Pacific nations. And uh, the 350 euros to boost sustainable food production in the long term, I think it's a good initiative because what it's doing is focusing on sustainable solutions instead of temporary solutions because most of the hunger, famine or displacement is as a result of conflict, uh, political conflict, um, economic challenges and environmental challenges. So this is a good approach to ensure that in the future, these countries can rely on themselves because the, 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 the pandemic has affected the European countries. And now with the crisis, the global crisis, as, per, as, as, a, as a result of the Ukraine-Russia crisis, has forced them to revisit their budgets and cut funding and cut spending that usually they divert to uh, Africa and developing countries and invest it at home. So that the long-term solution is to identify a way to ensure that these countries can take care of themselves. Uh, because many of the donations that come from these international organizations come from business people, come from governments, come from private contributions. So Africa has to find a way to ensure that they can be their own developmental partner. Africa needs up to $73 billion to shore up sustainable food production on the continent. What does 350 million euros do? In this context, I think in context of Africa needing 73 billion, uh, the 350 million is a start. I mean, for anybody to mobilize funding to support African initiatives, we have to appreciate that. But I think the solution has to be on how can Africa feed itself? What can African countries do to change their policies to ensure that they're no longer dependent on food aid to feed their citizenry? Because the well-being of their citizenry is a responsibility of a government and these governments have to be empowered offer sustainable solutions to enhance socioeconomic development because as we see now as a result of the pandemic aid is going to be changed aid has been viewed differently because now with aid people are looking at alternative ways to support and money is not there like before meaning that the money is available there's a push from uh, citizens of these developed countries that this money must be spent in their countries uh, an example you see uh, a lot of citizens of the united states are complaining about why is the United States sending billions of dollars to Ukraine when there's people in the United States who are struggling as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, the economic impacts and the economic impacts of the Russia-Ukraine crisis, including inflation, high prices, 
and uh, uh, currency instability. Africa seems to be suffering the most in paying the humanitarian price for the Russian-Ukraine war. Why should the continent pay a price for a war it's not part of? I think uh, when you say why is Africa paying the humanitarian price for a European problem is Africa's paying the price of its inability to develop coherent internal policies to protect itself because Ukraine and Russia account for nearly 40 to 50 percent of the global wheat supply. And many African countries are importing wheat from Ukraine and from Russia. So now this crisis has greatly affected them and affected food supplies. But I think now the issue is not necessarily a European problem. It's a global problem because now countries in Asia, South America and North America are facing similar challenges, which is a blowback of the Russia-Ukraine crisis, including high prices, gas prices, food prices, supply chain disruptions. So this is actually an Africa problem because Africa has the ability to feed itself. And if Africa wants to ensure that it's protected from uh, blowback from, uh, from global conflicts, it has to have its own sustainable supply chains and its own sustainable food networks to feed itself. Multiple bodies have warned of increased food stress across many African countries. What does sustainable food production really mean for these countries? And how do these countries invest in sustainability in the long term? I think sustainable food production has to be focused on key crops and it should be per country. Uh, it can't be a one-size-fits-all for all of Africa. Like we say, Africa is not a monolith. Africa has 55 countries, but it can be led by the African Union or regional bodies such as uh, the East Africa community, ECOWAS, uh, SADC. Uh, so every country has to look at what is its demand, what are key commodities that they consume in regards to agriculture. Some countries consume sorghum, some maize, some wheat is, is different. So it has to be focused on how can each country ensure that it can feed itself from its resources. And if it doesn't have those resources, then it should then import it from neighboring African countries. But it should be focused on ensuring that Africa as a continent is no longer importing foods from international markets and is producing its own food. And it's also enhanced intra-Africa trade. Because when you have more intra-Africa trade, you have more business and you have more interaction. You have more money staying in these African economies. That was a call doc managing partner at Oras Consulting. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The World Bank Board of Directors has approved $327.5 million to cushion pastoralists in Djibouti, Ethiopia, Kenya, and Somalia from the impact of drought and better connect them to markets. The de risking inclusion and value enhancement of pasture economies in the Horn of Africa drive will enable the region to adapt to the impacts of climate change, commercialized livestock production in the pastoralist communities and ensure inclusion of the marginalized and vulnerable groups, such as women in the sector. 250,000 households expected to benefit from the project representing 1.6 million pastoralists and their dependents. The project will enable $572 million in private capital to help pastoralists tap into drought insurance and savings, get access to digital accounts and attract more private investment in pasture areas. Zimbabwe's central bank plans to more than double the benchmark interest rate already, the highest in the world to 190% as it seeks to put a break on soaring inflation. Persistence Guanyana from the bank's Monetary Policy Committee said the intention is to achieve a positive real interest rate to discourage speculative borrowing that undermines the local currency. The plan for the record hike in interest rate is among the measures 
the government is expected to put in place to curb inflation and the surging price of basic commodities without providing further details. The central bank's inflation outlook has been revised upward to 160% by year-end from an initial forecast of between 25 and 35%. The bank has cut its economic growth forecast to 3.5% from 5.5%, despite a surge in the cost of basic goods policymakers don't propose price controls on businesses. And a quick look at the markets. The Naira gained ground against the US dollar at the official market at the end of the week. The currency opened at 419 Naira to a dollar and closed at 420.19 to the dollar. This implies a 0.05 or 0.01% appreciation from 420.17 Naira it traded in the previous session. Foreign exchange supply plummeted to $162.98 million, about 22.73% from $201.81 million recorded in the previous session. Similarly, the domestic currency depreciated further at the black market, exchanging at an average rate of 610 Naira and selling at 613 Naira to the dollar. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at The Fedora.